Our podcast might contain some strong language. This is the Red Carpet Treatment with me, Jordan Stevens, brought to you by the Brit Awards with MasterCard. On the show today is Mae Muller, who wrote a song called I Wrote a Song for Eurovision this year. I'm sure you would have heard her name because naturally Eurovision is way bigger than I actually thought it was, to be honest. I've seen clips of it, but the hysteria this year was quite something. She was following Sam Ryder, who did incredibly well. And yes, yeah, she had a tough time of it, but I tell you what, she is an incredibly talented songwriter. I was aware of Mae for a while, uh, because she writes a lot of songs about how much she hates guys, which is kind of funny. Recently, she did a song with Naked called Better Days, which I absolutely loved. I actually covered the song um, when I was doing my own solo stuff. So yeah, big fan of her, great talent, great voice, funny. So looking forward to it. May Muller, let's go. Okay, so imagine this. You're performing a song you wrote at a contest you've loved your whole life in front of an audience of 162 million people. That is shit your pants territory. But fortunately, she didn't. It's May Muller. Hello. <laughs> Two dogs. Stop, because this is making me very, very happy right now. Really? You're a dog person? I love dogs. This is Spike. It's the big black dog. He's six. We love Spike. I met Spike before. Yes, of course, at the Daisy A couple years shoot. ago. Yeah. And this is Mimi. She's Missed new. Him. Um, she's really staring into my soul. Yeah, she is. She's a, she's a straight. She's seen. Love you. She's. I was gonna say she's seen a lot, but I'm actually not sure she Queen. she did see much. <laughs> um. All right. So we're gonna kick this off. Okay. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Is it? It is. Great. I love to talk. Do you? Like honestly. I talk a lot. Okay. Well, so just... we'll have no trouble. No, exactly. It's gonna be great. I found out something pretty shocking about you. Oh no. Your name's not May. Explain. Mm, do you feel let down? I feel I feel <laughs> deceived. May is my middle name, so it is my name. Okay. But my first name is, is Holly. Jerome. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Holly. I mean, I just thought like Holly Muller like didn't quite have like the razzle dazzle that I needed. Mm. So I went for the alliteration. Didn't have to think very hard because I was like, hmm, what other names do I have? May. May Muller. May Muller, I like alliteration works for memory. I think it does. Holly Muller. Holly Muller. What does Holly Muller evoke as a feeling? <laughs> it's fun to say. Holly Muller. Holly Muller. Sounds like uh, someone's surprised by something. <gasps> Holly Muller. Holly Muller. Yeah. I'm just trying to evoke that emotion into people, surprise, shock, I think unrest, I might say that from now on. For quite the, an for unsettling the... aura, you know. <laughs> That's my goal. Do you like social media? Yeah. Okay. It's so, a, to an extent, you know, love-hate relationship. But no, I do I, I do find joy on there at times. As someone who likes to talk, yeah. it's tempting to talk online. Mm, it's got me in a little bit of trouble. It has, hasn't it? But I love it. You like tweeting a lot. I have tweeted it in the past. Yes. I have done that um, and a few times. You've called out a politician or two. Go on. I, well, they said I was like a left-wing activist that went to Eurovision to push the woke agenda and all oh, that. Oh, really? Which I was like, do you know what? There's actually worse things that I could be. Like, I'm kind of down for that. But um, it was more, I think, you know, back... You liberal like, softy. I was a liberal softy, yeah. yeah. Did you get any pushback to this? There was a lot of, I guess, pushback. But in a way, from like people that I don't... I wasn't like searching for validation, like from those people anyway. So... Anyone who had a problem with that, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. And then everyone who actually like, there was actually a lot of people that like agreed with what I was saying. And I was like, 
you're the people that I res- like I respect. But it was hard, wasn't it? Because I remember, well, when you did then perform on Eurovision, I felt like a lot of that came back to haunt you, right? Yeah, people were mentioning the fact that you didn't represent all of the UK. Yeah, I mean, I think the second that I said a differing opinion, like people that didn't agree with that opinion were just like, they were just gagging for me to fail from the jump. So I think um, when they feel like I had, they were just like, they loved it. I do want to go back to your beginning with music. I want to know, you know, how you first fell in love with music. Yeah. It says you've been writing music since you were eight. I used to listen to a lot of like Florence and the Machine yeah. and Lily Allen. And I basically, when I was that age, just wanted to like recreate all their songs. So I was sort of writing songs in like my diary in my room here and there. And I need to find them. I need to like dig them up. Well, did I you ha- ever record them? I have them somewhere. Really? Oh, absolutely not. They could be bangers, you know. Also, okay, I was looking back at like my diary entry from like 2005. I don't know, I was like six or seven. What? I'm writing about a different boy on every single page. Every page? Every page. I'm like, different boy. And I'm like, girl, you have, you, 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 you have not rested. It's been a long haul. <laughs> Just instantly, are there any songs that you couldn't live without? Juicy by Doja Cat. That came quick. Like that is my song. Yeah, great. And there's probably lots of others that are like a bit more like, but that's my song. That's just the one. And it's been out for like a couple years now. I get that juicy, juicy. Like it just gives me, it just gives me life. Uh-huh. Love it. So you were in a Mika video when you were a kid. I was. 10. I was nine. Okay. So, I mean, look, maybe a little bit of nepotism. My aunt did do the video. No way. Directed she it. did. She directed it. I'm really, really close with her. Like she's hey, really true. been an inspiration to me like my whole life. She's wow. just like the baddest baddest bitch in the game but she um Mika wanted a kid in the video and so she got me an audition and I remember singing as a I was probably like eight at the time and I sang LDN by Lily Allen so if you know that song like coming from like but she mentions like um there's a fellow looking dapper and he's sitting with a slapper then I see it's a pimp and it's crack core and I sang that as an eight-year-old in this audition and I think I mean, if we're really going to venture Mika into... Mika quite liked that. Yeah. <laughs> Got Seven. me in the Mika video, so there we go. Shout are. out Mika. Shout out Mika, Shout though, out for Mika. real. Because Mika's actually an icon in this. No, he really is. Yeah. And do you know what's so funny? When I first mentioned, or someone had like mentioned it, like, oh, you're in the Mika video as the at the beginning of the Eurovision like experience. Like, I didn't think that that was going to be... Yeah. Just, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't put two and two together and then... Like, I don't know, it just became this big thing. And I was like, oh yeah, damn, like this yeah. is mad. Yeah, the, the vibe continues. Yeah. So you've got a debut album that is coming out. Yeah. Called Sorry I'm Late. Mm-hmm. You can pre-order now. <laughs> it's pretty damn good if I do say so myself. Um, that's good. Yeah, and I'm, you like really, I'm really excited and I, re- I really do Are love it. Are you one it. of these artists who likes their own music? I, I am. Oh my God. I like, I mean, there's obviously there's songs that I like more than others, but... I think everything that I've released, like for that time, like it really, it was, you know, how I was feeling and like musically, it's what I wanted to do. And I feel like now I'm not worried about like, oh, I can't do this kind of music because like I said I was going to do this. And like, no, like if I want to do something and if I want to do a dance song, if I want to like do a sad song, like I'm just going to do it. And I think on this album, it really shows that like it's a lot of different you know, there's a lot, sonically, there's like quite a few different sounds on there, but like, it's all cohesive because it's all come from me and it spans. It definitely sounds cohesive. It is. It's giving cohesive. I've had a little, yeah. Have you? A little bit, yeah. Oh my God. You got the link? 
maybe. Wow. Who's and, Daniel? Well, Daniel's could be many, <laughs> many people. Is it Daniel because it rhymes with cancel? Did I say cancel? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, probably. Something about cancelling plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, I got to cancel. That's yeah. a little exclusive. I'm having to remind me of our own lyrics. Sorry, Sorry. I know. It was a long Holly time Muller. ago. It was a... Damn. <sighs> you just get you just jump, jump scare. Um, I actually, it's funny because we was discussing wanting to listen to the album before um, speaking to you about it. And then someone said, what's your favourite song? And actually, my favourite song is genuinely the first song. <laughs> What, I just came to dance? Yeah. Really? I love it. Oh my God, love that. You have been late for many an occasion. Why are you saying, sorry, I'm late for this album? Do you feel like you should okay. have released it sooner? So I, I feel like throughout my whole career, I've it's been quite like tongue in cheek. And I felt like that was a great, great way of being like, took me a little minute, but I'm here now. And I'm here to stay. And I feel like with the cover art, you yeah. know, it's me sat at a table and it's like, there's lots of other characters that are also me that represent like songs on the album, but also it represents like. Oh, I've not of... seen the cover. Oh my god, I need to show you. Can you actually... It's a whole moment. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did you like, like artistically direct it? Yeah, it all came from my brain, which is so crazy. Like Exciting. it's no, no, no. It was, it was. I've never really had that as well, where like everything came from in here, and I just saw it, and it was exactly how I wanted it to look. Um, but it's me sat at a table, and there's um all. It's sort of like Last Supper kind of vibes. Okay. And there's all different versions of me around the table that represent a song on the album, but also like kind of representing like what it took for me to get here and like all my kind of past selves and current selves that like make this album. And then I'm sort of as my current self sat at the head of the table and it's like, sorry, I'm late. Concept queen. Are you actually late though? Uh, no, I actually do try and be, I do try to be on time, mm. punctual. I'm late a lot. But because it does stress me out. Does it? But I am, I am late. And it was actually funny on the shoot day of the album. It was two 18 hour days on the second day. For a shoot? Well, yeah, because I had to shoot 15 different me's. And it's like, when you see it, it's like wigs, like full makeup. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. So it was um, two 18 hour days. And the second day, um, I, I've never done this before. I like literally slept through my alarm and my... <sighs> President Holy of Muller. president of my label had to come to my house and knock on my window. And president, Joe Charrington, shout out to you. A couple more questions about the album. How was the process? Was it chaotic? It's weird because it wasn't really like a beginning and an end. It was like ever since I've been sort of writing properly, I feel like I knew I was like writing towards something. Yeah. But I was really lucky that my label like gave me the space. The album has songs that I have written like four years ago, up until like a few months ago, like yeah. just before I finished. So it was kind of just, I suddenly just had like a collection of songs that I really loved and they all told a story. And I think, you know, at the start of my career, I was very much like, I need to be this like bad bitch, like strong, like no one can f me. Yeah, energy. you talk a lot about hating guys. Yeah, apart from you, you're all right. Am I right? Maybe. You can ask Jade. I will. Yeah. <laughs> was the album in the process before Better Days popped off? Or was that like, right, whoosh, rock it, we're gonna... Uh, we're gonna... So, so it was in... It was in talks, but I was like not ready for... Because yeah. in my mind, like I was like, I don't want to release an album and like, no one even hears it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah. So, uh, so I, I was thinking about it, but I wasn't like in a rush. And then after better days, then I was like, okay, like this will probably be a good time. And then, um, but you know, I still wasn't ready. I had no, I had no visual. Like I didn't know what it looked like. And then, before Eurovision, we had like a date, and it was going to come out. And then 
Eurovision happened and we had to like move everything, which was understandable. But um, yeah, it was it's, a lot of stuff has moved around. But I'm I'm like now I'm like it's, I feel like it's a perfect time. I'm really proud of it. I feel like it really shows who I am as a human, as a woman, as an artist. Damn. And as a writer, you know? And that's like my main thing. Like, I want people to know that, like, songwriting is my sort of, like, that's my thing. Preach. Listen, you know I love better days. I covered it. <gasps> okay. That was like a really, really stunning moment for me because Radio <laughs> One, love you. That for, was like such a moment for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, that actually means a lot. I no, thought I did does. quite a mediocre job. No, I was about to say you did a stunning job. One of the comments I got under me for covering it was like, sounds like someone doing karaoke at the end of the night. I think that's the vibe in itself. What they meant to say was beautiful tone, yeah. great composition yeah. in terms of my Unique body posture. Tone. Unique tone, yeah. great outfit. Mm -hmm. So are you celibate now? Okay. I had my celibate era. Celibate era? I had a celibate era. What's an era then? Like a year. Like a week, a uh, year. <laughs> So I was obviously, I was like, I'm not getting much action. Like the streets aren't streeting. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? Go on. I'm going to lean into this. Listen, that's a power move. So I had my celibate era. Go on. And through that, I was like, do you know what? Like, I feel like I didn't realize that I had been sort of searching for like, or like I got a lot of validation like from men. Yes. And I think a lot of my music, which was like opposite of that, I was kind of like trying to like almost make up for, yeah. for it. And so going so long without, and it wasn't just like physical stuff. It was just like, I wasn't really like talking, talking. to anyone, like just not giving any of my energy to that. And um, it really made me like, it sounds obvious because of course it would, but like my self-worth just yeah. like went through the roof and like my standards. So now I'm like, if you're not adding anything to my life. Then stay you out can stay of over it. there. Yeah. Stay out of it. Get out. And did that actually improve your songwriting too? I think it did. I think it did. I, I um, obviously me, myself and I was sort of written in that like period of time. And that is, it's nice because I listen to those lyrics and I know that like I really, really like meant them. Yeah. Um, it's a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like having a healthy relationship with sexual energy, that's a thing. Men it and women. Thing. I know, you for know? sure. And I think, so I think now everything is so like available all the time and it can be very like, just like transactional and yeah. not, and I, I, I didn't really want, to do that anymore. Yeah. So here, here I am. I genuinely actually commend that. I think everybody should have a period of that in their lives. I do too. Mm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, however long it is, like I really think it's good. Before we get into how you feel about Eurovision now, mm -hmm. am I right in thinking that you actually manifested the experience? Yeah, so I, so I wrote the song and it was not for Eurovision. It wasn't like, you need to write a song. It wasn't like a pitch for Eurovision. It was like, I was just in the studio and that song happened and then literally a week later a week later my management like came to me and they were like how do you feel about Eurovision and I was like for real I was like I feel like I've just written like a perfect like Eurovision, Eurovision song. song which was because it kind of just has the, all the ingredients you know it's like you know I'd like to think that it's like empowering and it's fun but you can dance to it and you can sit and it's like easy to sing along to so I was like yeah it was it was really weird and yeah. like in such a moment like everything was just like changed in that conversation are you happy that you chose that song for Eurovision yeah I am I have no regrets with how what I did like what the song was like what like I I think I still love the song so much yeah. and when I you know perform at festivals now I'm like reminded that like it is it's a banger it, I feel like it is and like 
especially in a room full of people, like it just does go down really well. And I just remember on the night, no matter what happened on the night, like after that performance, like the room and the energy in that room, I was like, this will always be like an amazing moment. But yeah. it was also traumatizing. Traumatizing. <laughs> All right, before we get into the trauma, yeah. should we manifest something right now okay. because if you manifested eurovision and it happened like i'm thinking we can manifest something let's do the manifest for the brit okay so what did you do with the song did you do this i just yeah i think that's probably <laughs> let's have some yeah manifest silence please okay. visualize <laughs> did you visualize it i did what happened who did you thank in your speech jordan stevens for no having way. on the uh, podcast, podcast and it just it. would never have happened without him. Ooh. Where is he? Is he? Oh my god, he's just sat right. I'm there. Right the, I was invited the by BPI near the on the left near yeah, the yeah, yeah. toilets. Yeah, yeah, near the great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, now it's now it's time to manifest something for me. Oh, well, what are your what are your dreams? What are my dreams? I want to be disconnected from the entire from all the society. Okay, let's manifest it. Let's manifest. Is it on a farm? Is it on a beach? Off is it on grid living. Island? Don't have to listen to another twat ever again in my life. Mm, no more twats, twats. No more twats speaking no more twats in my fucking ear. No one charging me no. for parking. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? No charging parking. None of that. No councils trying to rob me and my family. Great. Love I really that. hope that happens for you. I will dip back into society occasionally. Dip your toe back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, no. I'll arrive via like a paraglide oh my god i had no that was what i was really thinking <laughs> no, when you were saying that i was like he's gonna like fly in on some kind of so eurovision yeah i think another thing we need to be clear about with you and eurovision is you were coming into it after sam Ryder. i feel like he is a vessel for something when i see him on a tiktok or like when he's singing and like this, I'm thinking like right you know he some like a has... norse god no he really does and he's also like he's obviously so so talented but he's also just like got such a bright like yeah. sunshine energy and people just like you just kind of you, you fall in love with him i think he yeah he seems kind of almost unshakable yeah and got really good hair great hair yeah. how do you feel about it? do you feel as as though you oh no look, i'm very like so my whole i'm very like self-deprecating and like i can like take i can take the piss you out said of on it. twitter you had a menti b I, of course I did. I okay. mean, this is the thing. I think that's it, mental breakdown for those who don't, for those who don't understand know. it. It's not a, it's for not like a mint. No, I wish it was. <laughs> no, I, obviously I did. It was the most intense experience and it was like so many emotions. And it's like, it was sort of like five months of, you know, really like hard work and, you know, you put so much like emotion into it. And I think for it to end that way, it was so extreme. Yeah, and I needed big. to, I needed to kind of, more almost like mourn it and like yeah. mourn the experience more like grieve like my expectation for what it was going to be i never thought i was going to win yeah. but i think now looking back at it because the result was so extreme like if i'd come out and like i'd come down the middle it'd have been like okay she did it like but because it was like so the other way it became it was like it was a point it was a moment yes and great way to look at it yeah and, and i feel like i gave myself one day to feel, you know, like my life was over and I cried and kind of really wallowed in it. And then the next day I was like- Redemption arc. Let's go. Started posting TikToks, great. Wow. I genuinely completely support that way of looking at it. Yeah. And I hope you do realize that it doesn't matter. I think now I'm 
what is it perspective it's yeah. like a wonderful thing hindsight hindsight is a wonderful thing yeah. and i um you know obviously when it was happening like it does feel like the end of the world but now it's like i'm still an artist you're I've, still an artist you're a songwriter I'm an incredibly songwriter. talented songwriter one thing i've learned is that um obviously the further you get from the moment the more perspective you get on it mm -hmm. and i really think these moments define people in and it can be the best way yeah i mean so you looking at it like that is is actually a really incredible yeah. because the like you say like it's it's having that kind of point to go up from people crave that some yeah. people don't get that like you say floating in the middle nah no that's and that's that. so true it is so true and now and I, it might sound a bit cheesy but like after that up only i'm and i but i'm like i'm a strong ass bitch yeah come for on. doing it anyway come on. and then having that happen and then like carrying on and kind of picking myself back up and like I w i'm really proud actually of how i dealt with it and now I'm like, no matter, any, no matter what happens in this industry, like, I, if I can do that, like, I'll be good. I can do anything. Brits. You haven't been though, but I've been to an after party. Okay, which one? So a few years ago, before I did music, I think I went to a Warner one. And obviously, and before I did music, it was just like, oh, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think this most recent one, I went to one, Universal one. Oh, come on. Cute. What happened? Saw Lewis Capaldi. Great guy. Stunning. Oh. Too, I was too, even though he's like probably would have I cried been. watching that duck. I'm just going to say. So did I. I, I love him. And I literally think that whatever he needs to do, like he can have, oh, yeah. have every, all the time in the world to do it because he deserves that. But yeah, saw him. That's not enough tea for me. Oh, well, I need, I need you to tell me like. I don't know. This oh, I saw, I saw Lewis Hamilton getting on with who? Nicki. Minaj. Oh, no. Nicki Minaj was there. Was she? At the Universal. With Lewis Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> You're being silly. <laughs> that was like my first ever like, um, yo, check it one time. Yeah, I went to a Brits after party and I danced with Taylor Swift. I was living my best life. First two years of Rizzle Kicks, I didn't know what was going on. Like, I was still living in a flat show in Islington. We were, we found it hilarious. I get back. We didn't even have a living room in this place. It was hell that we it lived in. It's mad though, because I feel like it was like... Instant. I feel like, well, I don't know, it might be really different for you, but like from like an outside perspective, it did feel very like overnight. Zero to hundred. Very quick. hundred percent, literally. And without one song, like TikTok and all that, it was such a different thing back then. Twitter only. And I was saying some pretty problematic shit. That's kind of, were you? But yeah. my point is, I was dancing with Taylor Swift, got papped. Stop. And then check this out. Oh, was it like you and her were dating? It was so sick. Oh there. my God. I was like, Stop. online, it was on the, the Hollywood Reporter. And it went, Taylor Swift caught dancing with Rizzle Kicks hunk. <gasps> and I literally was like- retired then and there. Boss, may when I tell you, Holly Muller, when I tell you, <laughs> I sent it to like four mates, Rizzle Kicks hunk. There we are. Anyway, there was no links. We were just chilling. We were mates. I know, but like still- Yeah, I know. It's cool though, right? Flex. To be a hunk. Yeah. Come on. Who would you take with you to the Brits? Who would I take? What, like- Okay, first normal answer, like, you know, your cat. Boo Boo would have to make an arrival. Serious answer, probably my friends, like my friends Hanya and Amber, they are just like the best on like a night out. And I've been friends with them since I was like, you know, for like 15 years. Wow. So definitely, I mean, I'm missing out loads of people, but just off the top of my head, they would, and they know how to party and they're fun. They know how to party. They know how to party. All right, so you're taking your mates and then if you could take anybody from all of history, who would you take to the Brits? Oh. Dolly Parton. Sure. 
you're allowed to have three people on your Brits table. So Dolly Parton and who else? Two people. Or maybe like Louis Theroux would be fun. Dolly Parton, Louis Theroux, sure. Like Obama? Do you reckon Dolly Parton and Obama would get along? Yeah, two, they two, definitely would. Two, I would like to see that. enthusiasm. Why? Why would they definitely Dolly Parton would? and Obama. I just feel like they would just like get each other, you know? <laughs> no? I just can't. <laughs> Why? Because Obama, what? Is he like a southern country singer? Like, what? No, because Dolly Because Parton, she has a real interest in, you know, no, global economics. Obama is like smooth. I mean, and maybe. Like, and like, he's like... He's got like a sense of humor and like Dolly Parton's also like a very smooth talker. Do you know once when Dolly Parton performed at Glastonbury, someone tweeted, uh, the last time I seen two tits this big on stage, it was Rizzle Kicks. I've got a hypothetical scenario that I need to give you and I need you to give me the most honest answer okay. ever, yeah. right? Okay. You're at a Brits after party. Yeah. It's the most exclusive one. Mm -hmm. So it's the bestest one. Yeah. And uh, Florence Welsh. She she stops, she gets on the mic. Stop, yeah. No. no, seriously, your fave gets on the mic, grabs it and goes, guys, does anybody play the ukulele? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, Florence I'd, ha Welsh. I'd have to, I'd have to. You put your hand up? I'd have to. Okay, and then what would you play? I, well, I used to know how to play Jolene. Jolene. But, well. Well, okay. Well, here but here we no, are. No, okay, okay, no, 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 no. Florence no. Welsh has asked you to do this, quick. But I don't actually know if I can play because I have my nails well, Florence on. Welsh. Florence like, Welsh says that if you do this, then it's in tune. Oh, you know, we need Dolly to teach me. That's what way. I meant to say. This is really good. This is really good. I can't do it with it's my- It's so um... good. Keep playing. Okay, okay. Can't get my fingers in the thing. I can only do two Thank notes. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to Holly Muller. It sounds like Hallelujah. Holly Thank you, May. Maybe I should have done that at the Eurovision. Maybe then I would have, you know, something else would have happened. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Smashed it. That was so fun. It was really good. You've been listening to The Red Carpet Treatment, brought to you by the Brit Awards with MasterCard. Make sure you follow The Red Carpet Treatment on Apple or Spotify so all the episodes get delivered to your device every week. Coming up next week on The Red Carpet Treatment is James Bay. I was just playing another open mic night and this guy came in with like one of these cameras. He filmed one of my songs and he said, hey man, I like your song, so I filmed it. He said, it was a great song. He's like, I've got a nice take of it. I'll, I'll put it on YouTube and you can have that. And I said, oh, thanks very much. Oh, what? In the space of about six weeks or I don't know, a couple, two, three months, I got 24, 25 plays. Wow. That was all it was. Separate people or just one guy? I don't even know. Who knows? But somebody watching was this record label in America, in New York, called Republic. You're not, why are you lying for? This is so true. From the 25 views, one was a f***ing A&R. Yep.